This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. But I do want to switch gears and get to another conversation that we've been talking about a lot, and that is the situation in the Middle East. Um, a slight improvement in, in things, I would guess, maybe, possibly, at least when it comes to the fact that some humanitarian aid is expected to get into Gaza Strip. Um, uh, 10 trucks, I think is what I heard. 10, was it 20 trucks, uh, gonna cross the border crossing, uh, between Egypt and Gaza carrying humanitarian aid. Uh, but the UN says they need about 100 trucks a day. But hey, it, it's better than nothing. There's been no food, medicine, water, nothing going into Gaza for about 10 or 11 days now. Um, of course, this all follows the visit to Israel by U.S. President Joe Biden. He was there yesterday in Israel, um, even as Hamas missile attacks were continuing, as Israeli airstrikes were continuing, and right across the Middle East, we saw massive protests against not only Israel, but also the United States. So it's a high-stakes mission. The U.K. Prime Minister is in Israel today. Rishi Sunak is in um, Tel Aviv. Sending the U.S. President or the leader of the U.K. into an active war zone, not something that is done without an incredible, incredible amount of forethought and planning. So why risk it at all? We're going to have a conversation now with Dr. Allison Prash, who is an associate professor of rhetoric, politics, and culture at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, Dr. Prash, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. This is something you've studied uh, pretty intensely, right? Visits by U.S. presidents to uh, foreign lands during wartime. Why, firstly, let's start with why Why does the U.S. feel this is something that's important? Obviously, it's risky. So so why take the risk, I guess? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, a, it's an incredible risk. Um, and I think one that various political pundits were actually quite shocked um, that, that he was going to take the risk. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that, things that the Biden administration says quite explicitly prior to Biden's leaving U.S. soil is that it was worth it to him to demonstrate um, the United States solidarity with Israel. And so when he yeah. gets off the plane yesterday, he says, I wanted to come here and stand next to you and demonstrate my commitment. And so he says, yeah, it was risky, but it was worth it. Yeah, exactly. It was all about showing commitment. Uh, the U.S. has steadfastly backed uh, Israel, of course. Uh, so, like you say, actually being there, uh, that was the same thing that Sunak said today. You've called this your darkest hour. We want to stand beside you, literally, during your darkest hour. So <laughs> it, it just cements that commitment, right? Absolutely. So it, it cements the commitment. I mean, I think that we can't ignore the visual optics yep. of, um, you know, the, one of the images that was splashed across international news outlets yesterday was Biden embracing Netanyahu when he got off the plane. Yes. And so I think that um, is, is quite telling. But it also um, allowed Biden, I think, to do the really important work of diplomacy in person. So you mentioned in your introduction, you know, thinking about that aid now can can possibly begin coming into Gaza. And I think Biden understood that that was a conversation he needed to have literally in person with Netanyahu and other Israeli leaders um, that he could not accomplish just over uh, a call, you know, from the other side of the world. 
How important is it to Israel to have that visual, as you say, and the fact that Biden was there yesterday, Sunak today, but particularly having the U.S. president, the relationship is so important. How important is it to have Biden in Israel yesterday? You know, I think um, for Israel and more more broadly, um, and thinking about their their role in the Middle East, it allows Israel to have some international um, credibility for their decisions. Now, I will also say, you know, one of the things that people were concerned about, and there is still discussion going on, is Biden's decision to travel to Israel links him and links the United States very explicitly to Israel's planned ground invasion of Gaza. And, you know, the fact that Biden got off the plane um, just, you know, hours after this devastating um, explosion in this hospital and the latest numbers I saw were, you know, upwards of 450 people dead, but that, you know, is, is still being confirmed. And so, um, you know, Biden attempted to meet um, and was planning to meet with various officials, so, you know, leader of the Palestinian Authority, the um, Egyptian president, um, the, the King of Jordan, and yeah. that was, was canceled. So I do think that, you know, Biden was attempting to visually display the United States' willingness to both support Israel but also speak to the humanitarian crisis. I think he was not able to do that in the way um, that he wanted to. But for Israel, I mean, it's a, a show of support that um, is truly unprecedented in terms of, you know, presidents have gone to Israel before, but not during wartime and not on this level. You mentioned uh, the the scrap meetings that he had with, like you say, a number of different Arab leaders. And I think you're right. The, the whole goal was, hey, listen, we, we understand that this is awful for everybody and we want to, you know, be in contact with everybody so this doesn't escalate that didn't happen not because of biden those, those meetings were canceled by the arab leaders but what does that do going forward because like you say it puts the u.s obviously firmly in israel's camp and perhaps more at odds with the arab states that they were trying to extend the olive branch to right this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real pos you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It does. It does. And, you know, I think particularly in our mediated environment, you know, the, the visual optics of, um, you know, Biden wanting to demonstrate support for Israel, but also meeting with these various Arab leaders was, was really essential. You know, I think um, uh, the, the way the White House responded was simply to say that Biden would postpone his trip to Jordan. Now, I I would guess that he doesn't have any immediate plans to go back um, very soon. But I do know he has been, you know, engaging in, with calls with various Arab leaders. And, you know, Biden is scheduled to make a primetime address um, from the Oval Office tonight. Yeah. And aides are, you know, kind of, you know, not saying a ton about what he is specifically going to say. Um, but we do know in his statements in Israel yesterday and also with reporters on the plane um, coming back to the United States yesterday that he was quite explicit that he wants to draw a very clear distinction between Hamas and Palestinian people, right? And those millions of citizens that are under bombardment and trapped in Gaza. And so I would expect that that's what Biden is also going to do in his Oval Office address tonight. He's going to announce a new request um, for military aid um, for Israel, also linking it to Ukraine yep. and actually a desire to fortify the U.S.-Mexico border. But I would also imagine that he's going to be quite explicit about the fact that this is a humanitarian crisis and the United States is not against 
Palestinians, the United States is standing with Israel against Hamas. And I think that's a really important point that Biden needs to continue to reemphasize. Um, because I think, you know, in a U.S. context, after 9-11, we saw a horrific rise in anti-Muslim violence in yes. the United States. Yep. And I think Biden is very cognizant of making sure he draws that distinction um, in the days going forward. Yeah, I think you're right. He's done a good job. I think most leaders have have really made that, that distinction quite clear as best they can. Um, we can't overlook the fact that we're about a year out from the next U.S. election, and it's going to be tense, and Biden is going to be in the running, and it's going to be close. So obviously you have to view almost everything that happens right now as uh, there, it's part of a campaign, right? So, so what happened yesterday? There, there was also a domestic audience that they were playing to, right? Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And and as you said, you know, you can't ignore um, what is very much top of mind, you know, for for Biden and then Republican candidates. Um, you know, I think what's interesting is the. I mean, we talked about visual optics, right? The visual juxtaposition of Biden traveling to Israel, where there is right now chaos in the U.S. House of Representatives over the um, inability to to elect a Speaker of the House. Um, You also have various Republican hopefuls for um, the the Republican nomination, most notably Donald Trump, you know, at at one point saying, for example, um, that Netanyahu was to blame um, for the lapse in security and, you know, praising Hamas for their, you know, military intelligence. Um, And so I think that juxtaposition is, is important to note. But I'd also say that you know, one of the things that that Trump loved to um, put forward during his time in office was saying, you know, there's been no greater threat to Israel. Um, and it did a number of things in his presidency to, to demonstrate that. Um, but Biden is also really enacting that through this visit. Yeah. And so it will be interesting to see what that does for a U.S. domestic audience in terms of electoral support. You know, it's very consistently a, a Republican issue to support Israel and Sometimes this desire to paint Democrats or the left as being, you know, pro-Palestinian, for example. And I think that this visit really kind of pushed back against that narrative. And we will see, you know, what, how that plays out in the coming months. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Trump is actually, if you took a look at, you know, Biden versus Trump and, and support of the Israelis and Netanyahu in particular, it seems like that pendulum, which has always been uh, on the Republican side, might have swung over to the Democrats. Trump's been actually pretty critical of Israel uh, as all of this has played out. Yes. Yes. No. And, and very, you know, deliberately. Now, he has come in the last few days and, and tried to walk back his statements. But, um, you know, I think it, it really offers an interesting juxtaposition of not only support for Israel, but more broadly, how do you understand and conceive of the United States role in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, are yeah. you going to take an isolationist stance or what under the Trump administration, you know, came to be known as America first? Right. Um, or do you actually believe that the United States has a role to play in global politics? And I think Biden has been quite explicit that he believes it does. Yeah. And so he's demonstrating that not just through, you know, his words, but also where he chooses to go and, and how he embodies that vision. Dr. Prash, fascinating insight. I really do appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much.